Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone in the world that is passionate about making other people healthier in this world. So whether you're a doctor, you run an insurance company, you run a yoga studio, you're responsible for making other people healthier and have taken a deliberate stance uh, and standpoint in your life to, to do so. I'm really excited to have Dr. Randy Richardson at Dignity Health uh, on the show today. Randy, or Dr. Richardson, is the Dean of Phoenix's Regional School, uh, Creighton School of Medicine, and he focuses uh, primarily on pediatric radiology. He has some really interesting topics that he'll go under, um, go ex- uh, explain a lot more on, but 3D imaging and uh, just a variety of different innovations for radiology, and then also just teaching students in general. But I don't want to steal his thunder. Dr. Richardson, thank you so much for making time to be on the show, and it's great to have you. Thank you, Anthony. It's a pleasure to pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, same here. And Dr. Richardson, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background, your origin story. What what are the series of events that you undertook to get to get you to where you're at today? Well, I'm a I'm a local product. I grew up right here in Mesa, Arizona. Went to Westwood High School. Uh, then I went away for uh, school and training. I did my medical school at Loma Linda School of Medicine in California and uh, residency training with the military in uh, Travis Air Force Base in Northern California. Then I did a one-year fellowship at uh, uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital in pediatric radiology. So I'm a radiologist and I've specialized in pediatric radiology. And through that, I've, I've always been fairly passionate about education and teaching students and sort of gravitated to uh, teaching residents and, and students my specialty of pediatric radiology and did that in the military during my payback time and then finally moved back home in 2004, worked for a short time at Phoenix Children's Hospital and then came over to St. Joseph's Hospital and uh, was the program director for the residency program here for radiology and then became the chair of radiology uh, in 2007, did that for about 10 years and then uh, took over as the uh, dean for the Regional Campus School of Medicine for Creighton here in Phoenix. And so that's kind of how I arrived here. My, my family all lives here. We, uh, my wife's from, from this area as well. We have six kids. We adopted our sixth uh, 10 years ago, and, and he goes to Emerson Elementary. So we're, we're a local product here and, and uh, love to be here in Phoenix. Great, great. Well, thanks so much for the, uh, the background and for it's, yeah, it's very, very, uh, you know, fulfilling to see that, you know, you've taken your background and your education and you're putting it forth and, and helping, helping others, helping students. And, you know, in this field of radiology, you know, it's very vast and industry is changing a lot. Um, along those lines, can you tell us a little bit about your passions in health? Maybe it's things that you're directly working on today, things that you're teaching, but tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're passionate about in health and, and why. Well, you know, imaging and, and radiology specifically have, have progressed a lot. You know, we and, and 3D imaging specifically and being able to print models. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of people have 3D printers now and do a lot of printing of various things. But you can actually use this technology to treat patients and uh, and actually do procedures on the patient's model before you do it on the patient. And that's been something that's uh, fairly new technology we've used in the last couple of years. Um, you know, a patient will get a, a myocardial infarction and actually uh, a hole will form in the 
septum. So you can have a ventricular septal defect. And these are, these are things they can treat um, percutaneously. They can go up with a wire and deploy a, a, a closure device into the hole. But um, it's much easier to figure out what type of device to, to deploy if you actually do a CT scan on the patient and use that data to print out a, a 3D model. And then you do it on the model first before you do it on the patient. So you kind of decide what size of, of uh, closure device you can use, uh, you know, length, uh, size of the hole, and then actually do it on the patient. They found, you know, uh, that they have very good results with being able to do the procedure quicker and more efficiently if they do that first. It just kind of makes a lot of intuitive sense. And so we, we use this technology now all the time, training uh, residents and students in various types of models. You can imagine nobody wants to be somebody's first procedure, right? You know, I, I don't know right. if you've had any procedures, Anthony, but do you want to be somebody's first? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and, and so we've used this technology to train our students, you know, so they can train on models of patients before they actually have to go and treat a patient. So a variety of things that we do uh, starting central lines, doing lumbar punctures, delivering babies, all being done on models before they actually go and try and do these things on patients. And so it's been a very, uh, you know, it's a big field. Simulation is, is huge now and, uh, you know, it's becoming more patient specific. So a lot mm -hmm. of the simulation we've done in the past is really just generic models of patients. But now we can be very specific about a certain patient's uh, anatomy that we can go and treat before we actually treat the patient. Super, super interesting, Dr. Richardson. And so maybe um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the areas where this 3D imaging is taking, you know, effect mostly right now. Which are some areas, obviously the human body is so vast, right? There's so many opportunities. Where, where is this technology and procedure and techniques, uh, where is it being applied to right now? Um, where can it be applied to, or what are some other areas of the human body that are, are really fascinating to you where, where this type of technology and procedure can, can affect? My field sort of congenital heart disease, and mm -hmm. congenital heart disease can be very complex, and so it's, uh, it's quite effective to actually go and uh, you know, do, a, do a CT scan or an MRI take that data and make mm -hmm. 3D models of it just to better understand the anatomy of, mm -hmm. of a specific patient. But then you can also you know, create hollow models, versions of these models, and do procedures on the model you know, to, to sort of figure out what size of devices uh, to use, uh, lengths, you know, diameters, all of that before you actually go and treat the patient. So that's one area that we've mm -hmm. used in adults, like I was talking about the myocardial infarctions that cause, cause holes in the heart. You know, we've certainly seen that as another area that we use. There's been a, a great procedure that's developed just in the last few years, uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacements, that we do a CT scan before the, the surgeon or the cardiologist goes in and, and does the, the replacement to see what size of valve to use, make sure there's adequate you know, space above the, uh, the aortic annulus, you know, mm -hmm. is there enough room between the annulus and the coronary arteries and all of that, but just very specific to that patient to decide, Hey, can we, can we do this procedure to help them? Um, you know, there's, there's some really cool things being done in orthopedics, you know, 3d imaging for orthopedics been used for a long time. 
Um, just simple things like, you know, complex fractures and, and how to treat those. But another field that we've developed is uh, uh, general genital urinary anomalies in, in uh, babies that are sometimes very complex. And we can do 3D imaging of that to show, you know, so the specific anatomy for that patient uh, to the surgeon who will have to go in to try and, and fix it. So a lot of you know, very cool, exciting mm-hmm. things happening in, in the field of imaging and 3D imaging specifically. Yeah, it's it's very fascinating and, and, and it's it's very exciting, but I can imagine obviously you're a parent, I'm a parent. Um, here, you know, as a parent, if your child has to go through one of you know a serious procedure knowing that this technique, this cutting edge method is being used can probably relieve so much, you know, concern and burden, right, of, of, you know, before the child goes into the actual procedure, knowing that practice was done, optimal practice um, was done. And so um, I had no idea, like, it, it's progressing this fast in this industry of, of you know, on the 3D modeling and imaging. But um, uh, let me ask you, Dr. Richardson, um, when you're teaching students, right, so these new type of concepts, what type of innovations are you seeing in the way that we're training newer, you know, up and coming physicians and soon to be physicians? What innovations are you seeing or what are some interesting uh, tips or secrets in, that you're experiencing from a from a teaching dimension? Well, um, we're going to as a, uh, we're starting a new four year school of medicine here in Phoenix. We're going to build a hundred million dollar building here just a block east of St. Joseph's. And in this new building, you know, we'll, like all medical schools, we're going to have an anatomy uh, lab where, you know, they'll dissect cadavers. But one of the things we're going to add to this is um, doing CT scans of the cadaver so that the, the students can kind of uh, create 3D models, specific 3D models of their cadaver. You know, they'll pick up a part of the anatomy and, and they'll do a CT scan and they'll create uh, using the computer. They'll they'll uh, do some uh, dissection. Uh, I guess you can call it. We call it segmentation and imaging, where they'll segment out the anatomy, and they can actually go and print a model of their patient. You know, and and, and almost bring the patient back to life, and, and even maybe treat some of the problems that the patient had on the model. So, I mean, that's that's kind of an exciting concept that we're gonna uh, we're gonna do here in our new school of medicine here for Creighton. Uh, with the anatomy lab. And so I'm, nice. I'm kind of excited about that because it's sort of my, one of my areas of, of uh, expertise. And, and I think lots of schools of medicine have done CT scans of their cadavers, but I don't know of any yet that are creating 3D models from those CT scans. I haven't heard of it, but I, you know, this isn't an area I'm too familiar with, but it, you know, it is really exciting to know that um yeah like it's almost like the narrowing of the standard deviation of like errors and defects right it's almost like this area has gotten so um progressive and and accelerating towards this vision of of you know statistical reducing of defects practicing a lot you know narrowing down the precision right in which procedures can be done and the speed of them and so it's it's exciting to see that it's making its way into the the innovations of how you know uh, new physicians coming into the market are trained and the mindsets that it's shaping, right? And so we don't have to go back to older methods. And so, and, and with these methods, so I can imagine when, when your physicians graduate from the four-year program there, they're being deployed all over the country. So they get to take this mindset, they get to take these procedures and this knowledge to wherever they're going 
to go, right? Or or do do primarily is there a foundry like where where they 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 go within the dignity health system primarily, or do they just go all over the world, all over the country? Yeah, they'll they'll go all over the place. Would love yeah. to keep them here, but they'll, they'll right. go all over the place. And hopefully, yeah, we can build on the the uh, literature that's already out there mm-hmm. in in the medical field and build on that and have lots of people thinking about how to use 3D technology to treat patients instead of just a a few, you know, we've, we've worked closely with ASU and their biomedical engineering department. And we've had uh, students graduate with PhDs, really primarily focused in 3D imaging on congenital heart disease. So, so we have, you know, we've, we've worked with students and PhD kind of level um, uh, students on this already, but we really want to take this more mainstream and have, you know, all of our uh, learners start thinking about how to use this kind of technology in treating patients. Yeah, super, super exciting. And, and uh, along those lines, I'm curious. So if I'm a physician, I just came out of that four years uh, medical school, I go to New York, let's just say, for example, they don't have the innovations that you guys are doing at DD Health in this area. Can I, you know, put a request into like Mount Sinai in New York and say, hey, look, we got to get this in. Let's call Dignity and, and let's get with their procurement team. Let's order this stuff. Let's get it in there. Is there like a business model around that and pulling demand for the innovations that Dignity is doing in this area? You know, not not really uh, a business mm-hmm. model. You know, in, in mm-hmm. education, we love to develop things that other people use, and, and we want right. to develop it in such a way that other people could come in and replicate it. You know, it, that would be the, the the highest form of praise. You know, is to have other people you know start to do some of these things as well. Uh, not not that other people aren't doing 3D imaging. There's plenty of other places doing 3D imaging. I just helped, uh, you know, some of our local hospitals here install a 3D imaging lab uh, that uh, mm-hmm. I think has been incredibly successful. You know, Phoenix Children's has one now. Cardin Children's has one now that I helped mm-hmm. them uh, develop. I've been to Omaha and Alabama and uh, uh, Texas to help people get these 3D imaging labs going, but there's tons of them out there. It's just, how are we using it? And I think uh, Mm -hmm. starting medical students uh, in their first year of medical school, thinking about this is something that I'm excited about. I think it potentially be very helpful to the industry and getting lots of people thinking about how to use this technology. Right, right. No, it's, 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 it's exciting. And, you know, along those lines of, you know, these are some really interesting methodologies and technologies that are paving the way for new possibilities in the future. Tell us a little bit about your vision of healthcare in the future. Maybe said another way, some things that you believe uh, in health that haven't been proven yet, but you know in your heart they're going to be proven eventually. Love to hear a little bit more about your, your vision of the future. Well, I, you know, I think there's, there's lots of problems in healthcare. There's <laughs> lots of right. people that are coming up with solutions. You know, I, I think one of the challenges we see right now is uh, bringing patients into our nice, you know, clinics or hospitals or things. Uh, we get they get great healthcare, great professionals giving them counsel on how to how to improve their health, and then we send them back to their communities where the chance of them actually making changes in their life that will improve their health are slim. You know, and it's just been this model of they come to us. We give them medications, we give them advice, we give them counsel, we try and help them to improve their health, and we send them back into a, a, a community where it's almost inevitable that they're going to fail. You know, right. uh, you take a diabetic or a hypertensive and, and you tell them, hey, you got to change your diet, exercise. You know, you know it's, it's the old joke. And you send them back over there and they, and they don't change at all. 
So mm -hmm. one of the thoughts we have starting this new school of medicine is really having our learners reaching out to people in their communities, you know, mm -hmm. to, to understand their surroundings, their environment much better and, and, and possible resources they have in their community so that they can actually make some changes in their lives. You know, I, it's getting to the point where I don't know if you've been to the doctor lately, but they, they're down to, you know, 15, 20 minute appointments. They spend the, the poor doctor spends most of their time, you know, filling out the electronic medical record and uh, very little time really spent with the uh, with the patient often. And so we're, that's one of going to be one of our areas that we'd really try and uh, emphasize is reaching out to, to patients in their communities so they can better understand uh, the patient's situation so that they can make some changes in their life to improve their health. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah, it's you know we just had Stanford Healthcare on the call uh, on the on the on an episode recently, and very similar. We're hearing these interesting trends, almost at a deeper sense. It's the empathy, right? And how yeah. do you scale that empathy and going deeper on the patient, understanding where they're at, where they've been, and the the dichotomy now is like you know we're moving to a value based model, which is which is great. I, I think it'll maybe open up the window for a little bit more deeper conversations, deeper relationship building to understand people's motivations and habits to coach them. Um, but, you know, really super fascinating what you, you're doing on the radiology side, specifically in pediatrics. I know we didn't really talk about too much, but obviously making an impact on a, on a child's life uh, in health is, is so tremendous, you know, and I, I commend you for your bravery. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's different, I think, to treat an adult, right? But when you're really treating, um, you know, a child and coming up with these innovations, I think, it, you know, me personally, if it makes a big difference. It shows how much, you know, courageousness and bravery you and your students have for, for you know, going into this area. But um, uh, Dr. Richardson, um, you know, first of all, appreciate your time for being on the show. You know, we these episodes are really kind of quick, punchy. We make a, a, a quick few power, powerful points. Love to have you back on the show as, you know, especially as the new facility gets up and running. Maybe, maybe you can come back on and tell us a little bit about the success success stories that are happening. But if our listeners want to engage with you, what would be a good way to do so if they would like to connect with you or reach out to you? Yeah, always uh, open to emails, uh, you know, randy.richardson2 at dignityhealth.org. Uh, happy to have people uh, ask questions or, or find out more about our new school of medicine. And we're going to open uh, 2021 for a four-year campus. We've had a two-year campus. So we've we've been training uh, third and fourth year students uh, after mm. they do their first two years in Omaha. And in 2021, we'll open our doors for a brand new uh, you know, four-year campus with a new building and everything that goes with that. Uh, we'll be hiring lots of new people uh, to uh, work in the, in the School of Medicine, uh, basic scientists, clinical scientists, deans, uh, etc. So it's, it's an exciting time for us and a, a real time of growth. And we're going to be here right in the Park Central Mall. And so we're going to hopefully get a nice facelift to Midtown Phoenix. Great, great. Well, that's it's very super exciting. Love to have you back on. Uh, you know, as the as the project and the facility progresses, and um, this was this was great to have you on. Really appreciate your time. Know how busy you are. Um, and to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Doctor Richardson, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks.